0: Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo?
1: Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without
0: further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the ham boys. Fatty. Fatty. And Big Fry. And Big Fry.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another episode of Illegal Ham to the Face. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. Brian will be with us here in just a second. Uh, Today's show, we're going to do a couple new things as we keep moving on through the NFL season. Uh, Later on, we were going to break down the Browns winning uh, against Cincinnati. We will go through the offense and defense, players of the game. We do have a new dog of the week from City Dogs Cleveland. We will also be doing a a new segment called Get It Off My Chest, and then also the NFL Good, Bad, and the Ugly Uh, coming up here a little bit later on. Uh, Fat Boy Tuesday, we're talking about coffee shops, so get your Dunkin', Starbucks, and Pumpkin Spice ready, because we'll be getting into that, and then our top three tonight will be Gas Station Drinks. When you're stopping at a gas station, you go inside, what kind of drink are you grabbing for the rest of your drive home or wherever you're going? So we got that tonight. Uh, We got to definitely shout out first, uh, Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA for sponsoring our show. We cannot thank him enough. Uh, Also, City Dogs Cleveland, right here comes the big banner right there. Uh, Can't thank them enough for being a part of us and, you know, letting us do what we're going to do. What is going on, Craig? And then the big news that we got coming up here a little bit later. I'll make the announcement later. I mean, we got our big guy coming up. So if you can make it out, please come out. Uh, It is all for City Dogs Cleveland. Uh, Any proceeds, they do have the Dine to Donate going on that day. So please come out and join us. As you can see, the other viewing party here. Uh, We will be going live probably around between 11 and 11.30. Um, we'll have myself and Bry and a couple of special guests throughout the day. Uh, and also that's another one we got to talk about here later. Um, I wonder if Bri got lost. He might've, I, it was a fatty fail all around, uh, Justin, just so you know, because I completely forgot the, um, uh, trivia and it was my turn for trivia. So just give you a fatty fail on that one. There he is. What's going on, big fella? Hey, man. Oh, not much. I'm getting everybody kind of tuned into what we're getting into today. Um, I do, we do have breaking news uh, that has just come across my screen here. And I, I, Brian, I don't know if you're going to believe this, uh, but the Cleveland Browns won a home opener, Brian. I can't believe
0: it. Does that mean how we don't have to see crap? the video of uh, Jeff Garcia anymore and talk about how long it's been since they've done this and they've done that? Put it all to rest. The streak is over. The witch is dead.
1: Thank God. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about Kenny Pickett later. Kenny. <laughs> Joe, my guy. Um, but, Bry, I gave everybody the rundown of what we're doing. And I'll go ahead right here at the beginning of the show and make the announcement right out of the gate. By the way, Brian and I will be October 22nd, Melt, Independence. We are super excited, all right? And here is the deal. We will have, from the voice of the land, always positive, Jay, joining us there at Melt on stage with us. Also, Mike, sleeveless Mike, or Mike Carlisle from the Lyman Lounge will also be joining us. We will be getting phone calls throughout the broadcast from Casey Kinneman if he cannot show up in person. And also, we will have Beth from City Dogs joining us, talk about City Dogs. We will probably have Matt Fish on with us also. Um, so please stay tuned. It's going to be a smorgasbord of Browns fans and just having a blast. So I wanted to get that out there, um, and I know Jay's pumped up. Jay was texting me all through the game too, Brian. He was, oh yeah, he was an excitable boy, Brian. He was definitely an excitable boy. So come out and As join we. us for, yeah, come out and join us for a pregame show. And then anything you order there, dine to donate. Show the flyer, and all proceeds, half proceeds, go to Sea Dogs Cleveland. So everything that, you know, we get there donations, all that goes straight to City Dogs. We don't take anything of it. We're doing this for City Dogs, who has been one of our sponsors and we've known them since we started this podcast. So I can't thank them enough. All right. Now, Brian, I'll let you get a little bit excited about the Browns. I mean, Brian, were you expecting that score?
0: No, of course not. I don't know how anybody can say, unless you put a lot of money on the Browns winning by three touchdowns, I don't know how anybody can say they were expecting that. But I wouldn't say that I would have thought it was impossible. I mean, for Joe Berto, looked that bad, obviously. That, that's pretty shocking stuff. But, um, hey, we'll take it. Happy as a clam on Sunday. Everything went well for us.
1: Craig said first time since 2004. <laughs> Yeah, Oof. Jeff Garcia. Brian, that's 20 years. 20 I was at years. that game.
0: I, can you believe that? Ugh. Can you freaking believe that? Yeah, like I said, put all that stuff to bed. You don't got to hear about that anymore. Right. It's a new era.
1: That's dang right it is. 200. All right, so let's get into, and Justin said he'd rather have uh, Garcia and then Watson, but you know Justin's a hater like that. It's okay.
0: Right, he'd rather have Michael Jordan who doesn't – can't really shoot threes and LeBron, you know, it's kind of weak. He doesn't really uh, get into the
1: paint and bang around much. Yeah, he's, he I likes know. those guys. That's all right. I know he does. It's, it's amazing that he likes those guys. It makes for good debates. I know. I know. All right. So I got it in the rundown a little bit. We will do our players of the week. We will also get into the offensive defense breakdown, Bry. Um, we will get into the good, bad, and the ugly, and the other new segment of getting it off my chest. Um, so I'm reading Justin's comments, he's piping back, he's upset. Now, you heard his feelings, <laughs>
0: you know.
1: Hey, he must be an Ohio State fan, he's easy to hook. Uh, it's, well, a lot of people are easy to hook, just like you know, <laughs> Michigan coaches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I get it. We don't need him. We're all right I know. all right, Brian. well, you got any mm-hmm. shout outs this week, brother? Yeah, I guess I'll start
0: with uh um you know an important shout out. I think I saw it there on the comments, but um uh, sounds like Jimmy Donovan's gonna step away to uh to handle his health issues um and so he was kind of getting a little choked up at the end of that game. It meant a lot to him. You see how much the Browns mean to him um and so you know obviously we wish him nothing but the best i kind of I'll just reiterate what i said when the diagnosis first came down and you know how he's just he's a fighter he's going to get through it we can't wait to uh to hear him again uh, later in the season and he's just he's somebody that if you got a problem with Jim Donovan you got a problem with yourself he's probably the most likable um local media personality in the area. Um, I, I can't imagine anybody saying anything bad about him. So when I say the entire city is behind him, I mean the entire city's behind him. So uh, thoughts and prayers with him um, for a speedy recovery. And hopefully he can get back uh, before, you know, halfway through the season, maybe by the bye week whatever. But uh, I know he won't rush it. So that's the first shout out. The second shout out I just saw um, about an hour ago on Fox 8. I really didn't know it was a thing. Uh, my wife's cousin was on Fox eight. He, he had some TikTok video or something to where he was at the, uh, uh, Brown's tailgate down by the flats. And he chucked this beer from one side of the river to somebody on a boat up there. So if you want to go check it out, it's, uh, shut up and yeah. And so he was on Fox eight. So he threw him a garage beer, which I've never heard of, but it's from, um, oh i think it's out of columbus and so they caught wind of it because you know the guy who caught it posted a picture of the beer sitting on the boat or it's not a boat it's a big giant ship um so yeah so i don't know what they're doing there but uh floating down the river he posted a picture so now if you go and i just ordered it like half an hour ago if you go to Garage Beer dot um, com or what google garage beer um in columbus they're selling t-shirts now that say the cuyahoga catch so it's pretty unbelievable he just rears back and chucks his beer and so like i said i had no Unreal. idea about it but um <laughs> but my wife came home and told me said hey we got to watch fox 8 at five forty-five. Andy's gonna be on the news so oh, boy. shout out to andy butts he's a a huge browns fan giant browns fan so um so yeah uh Pretty cool. Go check it out. And uh, I think that's it. I mean, obviously the whole the whole show shout outs from you know, if you want a shout out, I'm in the best mood ever. Come and get it. You know, tons of Browns players to shout out. So you go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, we got also nine eleven was yesterday, Bri. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, am I still here? There it is. Had something else pop up on me. 9-11 was yesterday, so we still want to send out prayers to everybody that's affected by that. Um, Just still, I can't believe it's been that long ago. Um, Still seems like yesterday to some people. Um, I got a shout out also. Bri, my brother-in-law, and my sister finally got to take in their first home opener. Uh, they They were down in Section 316 or something like that right above the dog pound uh, in the rain. And I tried to tell him, I tried to tell him, Brian, I was like, Cleveland's a different animal when it comes to weather. I'm like, you guys need to bring a poncho. And they're like, no, we don't, it's not supposed to rain. I'm like, I'm telling you take a poncho. Like I, I was like, Brian, you and I have had those days at work where there's not anything on the radar, but we got rained on all freaking day at work. And I tried to warn them. I tried to warn them. They came back soaked as shit. <laughs> but they had a complete blast. Um, they took the red line all the way down to the stadium.
0: Chris had fun?
1: Oh, Chris had a blast.
0: Really? Absolute
1: blast. Oh, yeah.
0: Even Regardless of the uh, outcome of the game?
1: He's a Browns fan.
0: Oh, I thought he was a Bengals fan.
1: No, that's his kids, and I had to deal oh, with those the little kids. kids are
0: Bengals fans. Uh, I had gotcha. to deal with those little Where'd kids. Where would he go wrong?
1: Them. Yeah, he said I loved every minute of it. Oh, okay. My bad, Chris. All right, we'll get your kids in order. Don't worry about it. No, but Tristan, his son, two of his sons are Bengals. Well, three of his sons are Bengals fans, and he has one Browns fan. And then I tried to rub it into the you know, the one that was here at the house. He's like, shut up, Uncle Bub. At least we got the highest paid quarterback. I'm like, well, at least he only threw for 80 yards. And then we got into that. So it was a lot of, a lot of <laughs> love between me and the, the nephews while they were here. Um, but we definitely had a blast. They came up. We went out to eat a B-dubs, and then we had some pizza from Geppetto's. Um just had a great time with them and I can't thank them enough for coming up and hanging out with us. Such a great time. And um there was one more and it's leaving my head right now. And I can oh uh my brother Patty Pat uh birthday was yesterday or yesterday or the day before. So shout him out. So all right, Brian, let's get into our show. We got trivia to do. We got City Dogs. We got everything else. So let's do our trivia, which is brought to yep. by City Dogs. And we do have a, a new dog to display tonight. And here we go. Tribute is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland and our puppy tonight, Brian. You're going to love this little peanut. Name is Pretzel. Uh Little nine-month-old <laughs> cutie right there. Nine months. She has a sweet, silly charm. You expect from a pup her age. She can find a game in anything. She is overall nicely attentive in general in her manners. She is and needs any training in her home. She'll need a master to train her quickly. Pretzel weighs about 29 pounds, and she's still growing. Uh, she can find a game of anything such as frolicking with butterflies or army crawling with grasshoppers? So this dog is something special here, Brian. Look at this beautiful pup from City Dogs Cleveland. Um, we do have the down here at the bottom, how to get a hold of them to meet up. Let's go get Pretzel. So please, uh, Chris, I got to do another shout out. Chris actually went to the 121 uh, section concession stand where City Dogs is working at the dog pound and made a donation there to City Dogs. They will be every home game, they will be at that 121 concession stand. So please stop, get some food from there because you get anything from there, it goes to City Dogs. Even if you want to donate, please donate to City Dogs there. Um, that's what he said. And he said, Gave a donation, but great people. She said they were slammed sure. the entire time. So please awesome. go check them out. Now it's supposed to be my trivia, but obviously I am horrible at doing trivia. So, Bri, uh I asked you politely if you could get us a trivia for tonight. What did you come up with, buddy?
0: Well, I got one. Um, it's kind of timely uh, looking back now, but I was watching this documentary um, just for a little bit on, I think, Friday. And the reason it's timely is because Joe Burrow is quarterback we just faced, and he has the, a great opportunity to become uh, a member of this very prestigious club that right now only has 10 members in it, and it's some of the, uh, the best players to ever play the game of football. But believe it or not, there are only 10 people who have won both the Heisman and are members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Ten players. Give me one of them.
1: That have one to Heisman and are a member of the, the Football Hall of Fame.
0: Correct. No, no helping. Because I'm sure right. you'll get a lot of names.
1: Oh, they're gonna be coming <laughs> through here, anyways.
0: <laughs> so you uh, gotta pick one.
1: All right. So we're gonna get to our new segment. I'll get a sounder for that one here now, Bri. Mm -hmm. But, Brian, I, I talked to you off here before we started the show tonight. And, you know, we always joke around about a lot of things, but we also are serious about some things, too. And I want people to get to know us a little bit better. So I wanted to do a segment where we could have some fun, where we could get anything off of our chest. All right. Anything that is bothering you, anything that just irks you the wrong way. However, you want to do it, just anything to get you get it off your chest and be done with it. And if you want me to kind of give you an example, I will go first. Please go, sure. All right. So my big thing here, and this is this has been going on for a very, very, very long time, right? And as a stickler in our household here, because we have twins, um, if you see the double shopping cart at any grocery store. And you do not have two kids, let's just say two and under, strapped into that thing and a purse is in there. You're a horrible human being. How many times have my wife and I have went there to find a double stroller and see somebody pushing around with one kid and a purse sitting in that thing? I wanted to lose my mind, Brian. I got to get it off my chest now so I can be done with it and over it. If you're going to get the double stroller, make sure you get two kids in there. I'm like, I even saw one where a nine-year-old was riding in it. I'm like, that kid could walk. Come on. <laughs> I got six months old it's right, crying right now. And we, all, we always had to take two carts. So we had to take, each of us had to take two carts so that we could each take the kids because all the double strollers were gone. And people were using it to just hold stuff or... You know, just have a kid hold beside it while they're carrying one baby. I'm telling you, that is for two kids, not just one. So see, that's how you get it off your chest, Brian. Oh, gotcha. Okay,
0: good. Well, it got me thinking of other stuff, but um, kind of things that I'm guilty of, like using the handicapped stall when uh when I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'm probably you know, a terrible people would say I'm a terrible person, you know, because what if a handicap person that comes in there and needs it? Here I am, able body. Using that, yeah, feeling like an idiot. But I make up for it because if there's a close parking spot, I don't take it. I leave it for somebody who might need it, and I park towards back wherever I'm at. So that's how I'm going to get my wings or at
1: least justify that. <laughs> um, well, Justin, but, Justin came in with a good one here as soon as you get yours out. No, go go for it. What did Justin have to say? He said people that talk on their phone while I had to register, people who talk over me, or people who talk at 50 miles a minute. I get that, especially though the phone at the register, like you cannot go. Let me call you right back. I'm checking out. Like, how hard is that? to Especially, oh my god, here's another one, Bry. Well, Let's- save it, save it. Oh man, <laughs> we got guy. a lot. I, I probably have for the rest of the year. I have enough
0: takes on phone etiquette, so uh, oh yeah, I, right. I'm gonna holster those because yeah, some of them are pretty terrible.
1: All right, give me yours, Bud.
0: Well, mine's sports related, and um. You know, I don't want to be that guy, really, but uh, but I guess I will be. And obviously, this is overreaction Monday um, or Tuesday now, with the NFL and Week One, and um, just the fact that the national media is just telling, making it fact that oh yep, Kenny Pickett's going to be really good this uh-huh, year. Kenny uh-huh. Pickett's going to uh-huh. get MVP votes, I heard. I heard Ryan Clark say George Pickens is better than Justin Jefferson. Best, um, best wide receiver in the league. He had 30 yards. Kenny Pickett in the first half was five of nine with an interception. And then they just started playing prevent defense. And he racked up a bunch of garbage time yards. So give me, don't base. Hey, I want to say some bad words. I want to call him some bad names, but, uh, you know, you want to talk down to us like you're so much smarter than us and put all this stock into the preseason and just these guys are magically going to make a jump. And if I was going to be an Ohio State hater, I'd bring up Justin Fields and Garrett Wilson and their performances, but I won't. Um, But people are anointing these guys as they're going to be great. They're going to do this. How about we just wait and see it first? Um, before you, you try to get in, out in front of everybody and tell me how great this guy's going to be or this guy's top 10 when he's not even top 25, take a deep breath. I know you love the Steelers. I know you love the big city market, the big markets, and you want to hype them up as much as possible because you think people really care about that. Take a deep breath. Take a step back. And Kenny Pickett is not as good as you think he is. Oh <laughs> so my God. I could I could do a whole other probably half an hour on just issues that I have with them, but nobody really cares. That's basically the gist of it that uh, I just have to be force fed all these takes like they're facts and I have no rebuttal and I'm just got to sit there and take it and take it and take it. And Sunday I had a big old smile on my face. I'll tell you that much.
1: Uh, Justin Mm -hmm. said, I hope Mm Brian remembers that because Watson won't win us the title this year. Well, yeah. He's a, I mean, he's not even a Browns fan. At this point, he's not a Browns fan, right? Well, who does Man, he root exactly. for now? I don't know. Northern Kentucky Bengals, I guess. But Brian, okay. you know, starting this segment already and you almost cussed, this is going to be a great time doing this. No, I, that, was, you know, that was the worst of it. That I mean, that the frustration that came out. The worst of it.
0: Yeah, the frustration all came out. I mean, once we start doing the Steelers preview, um, you know, maybe I'll get back into them. But it's all love here today. I mean... The Steelers got blasted at home. They looked like a bunch of little puppy dogs, and the Browns just beat a Super Bowl contender by three touchdowns. I what do I have this. to be angry about?
1: Oh my God, I love this. Oh, Brian, this is going to be great. I can't wait. So it's a great day. Let's see here. It is let's see here. We're 20 minutes in. Let's give Chris what he wants because mm-hmm. he, he wants to hear it) <laughs> All right. Your Cleveland headlines. Uh, first off, the Guardians suck. Uh, oh, I'm put that to bed. Second off, <laughs> um, your Cleveland Browns ended up winning a home opener against the Cincinnati Bengals, holding the brand-new highest-paid player in the NFL to a whopping 82 yards passing. He got sacked, what was it, three times, I think?
0: I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I think seems it seems like a lot guys. more, but but you're probably right. It was probably just an official three.
1: And it was just a straight-out ass-whooping, Bri. And I've never seen anything like that. Um, they came out with their hair on fire, both offense and defense. Uh, the weather was not the greatest. Uh, he did. By the way, there's another breaking news. Tristan Thompson signed with the Cavs. Bri. Yeah, there we go. So we're bringing back Bring him back. Uh, with his double XL, with probably a Kardashian right with him coming here. It's going to be great. I mean,
0: immediately, however old he is, he's, and he's probably not that old, 31, yeah. 32, maybe. Yeah. Immediately, he's the most physical guy on our team.
1: Well, that's what and we Hands do. down, right. Hey, that Justin, stop making excuses. Didn't Burrow just come back from an injury. He's been nursing that calf. Oh, so he is a Bengals fan. Enlisted. Right. He's been nursing that calf for the entire preseason. It's been like six weeks.
0: Justin, come on, man. We got room on the Michigan bandwagon too for you. If you want to hop on that bandwagon too, come on up there. I mean, Michigan's gonna be taking over. Ohio State's got some problems. So come on, man. Hop from one bandwagon
1: to another. We got room for you. Here we go. God, I love this. I love this, Bry. Well, Bry, let's let's first get into the most dominant side of the uh, football, the defense, Bry. Cleveland Browns defense came out and just downhill, smash mouth, just straight in your face defense that I wasn't even expecting, Bry. Uh, they just blew my head just right out of the snap, the first snap, and Cedarius Smith getting in and hitting Joe Burrow within a matter of two seconds. It was like, oh shit! It's about to get real. So, what do you think about this defense? How they played, and how Jim Schwartz kind of did this defensive line? Did you see the crossover with Miles on the center? <laughs> yeah. How right odd is and, and that?
0: And that was early in the game too. It's not like this was when we're up, you know, twenty-four to three, and he's just feeling himself. This was early in the game when they were, you know, he, he's just. I love the confidence that he was showing, that uh, that Deshaun Watson was showing, and, and yeah, it, it just couldn't have gone any better. It
1: was no, great. It, so give me your thoughts about the defense, how well they played.
0: Uh, I mean, as, as much as I like Jim Schwartz uh, going into this year, and obviously we're going to overreact, so don't tell us that – It's just one game. It's just one game. It's just one game. I get it. It's just one game. That's all we're going off of. We could suck for the rest of the year. It's fully possible. But based on this one game, he was better than advertised. Um, I mean, you're not going to hold what most people consider to be a top four quarterback in the league under 100 yards very often. So I understand it's an anomaly, but you have to give them credit. Um, certainly the weather had a factor on both, uh, quarterbacks, but, uh, you know, this guy is supposed to be an MVP candidate. He's supposed to carry his team to the Super Bowl, and you just completely obliterated him. And, um, yeah, kudos first and foremost go to Jim Schwartz. Secondly, um, well, also first with, uh, with the players, um, just stepping up and really, I think, just playing to their potential because we have so much talent on that defense. Um, but the schemes and everything, uh, I think I heard, you know, Jim Schwartz, people are trying to prepare for him by going back to look at tape of what he did in Philadelphia. And he's kind of been notorious for not really blitzing a lot and just trying to get pressure on your front four. Well, what do he do? He blitzed a ton. I think he blitzed almost 40% of the time. So. You know, just when you think that you can predict what somebody's habits are, he's going against that. And um, you know, it's just you have to—you can't be predictable. You can't stay stagnant. You have to shake it up a little bit. And so, kudos to him. I mean, the knock on the Cleveland Browns coaching staff is they just kind of—they go by analytics. They follow one path. So the fact that he's willing to shake it up—I um, mean, it's it. it everything turns up roses. It was just the ultimate team performance. And it kind of reminded me, honestly, I'm not going to bag on um, Joe Woods was our old uh, defense coordinator last year. It reminded me of the first half of that Carolina game last year, where we were just so dominant. Problem is, we went into halftime at Carolina, and we thought we won the game. And the guys came back out and they were Wally gagging or they were not communicating, not putting their best foot forward, not focusing, and they gave up a couple big plays and all of a sudden the team's back into well, this team on Sunday, they closed the deal. And they do not want to give up a touchdown and they did not. And that's the thing, hopefully, that that Jim Schwartz brings is focus for sixty minutes, because had we had focus for sixty minutes, um, every game last year, we probably wouldn't have won at least a couple more. Certainly we wouldn't have blown the Jets game. So uh all the credit in the world to that defense and the defensive coaching staff, and it was just a thing of beauty. I loved it.
1: All right, so I want to throw out some stats for you, Brian, because I want you to this to sink in really good. All right, your Cleveland Browns held probably the best, one of the best, probably top three wide receiver groups in the NFL. Let's see here. You had Jamar Chase, thirty-nine yards total. Joe Mixon, seventeen yards. Irv Smith, seventeen yards. Tyler Boyd, ten. T. Higgins, a goose egg, Bry. A goose egg. This defense came ready to play, and they played with their hair on fire. And the one stat that there's only two sacks, Bry, through the entire game. It was Oboe uh-huh. and it was Miles. Yeah.
0: But I'm they the said down.
1: that they he was pressured. 48% of the time that he dropped back, and it was just wow. in his face the entire time, Bry. And another one that I like, Bry Grant Delpit. We finally got to watch Grant Delpit play, Bry. That kid was freaking everywhere. He was laying hits down in the hole, he was covering tight ends, he was doing everything. And that is the Grant Delpit that I saw at LSU, Bry. That guy just flying around, doing what he has to do to make plays. And all of our cornerbacks, Newsome, Emerson. I mean, Emerson was running wide receiver routes for Cincinnati because they couldn't do it right. Like, the one he should have picked, it was a back-shoulder throw. He knew it was coming, and he cut right in front of it. Like – like, this defense is just – and I, I know I'm blowing everything out of proportion. I don't care. Well,
0: yeah, sure. Right. Now it's time to do it. I mean, you want 24-3. to three. Of course we're going to get overhyped.
1: <laughs> Justin, this is the best. Justin said maybe everybody gets a massage pregame. Chris said everybody gets a massage pregame, but it's supervised, of course. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah,
0: I love it's, it. it's gonna it's gonna be jokes like that that just kind of keep following the team around. But yes. hey, you gotta block out the noise. And, and certainly with uh going on the road in the NFL, that's all they're gonna talk about. But nothing as fans we haven't heard before. Nothing I'm sure Watson hasn't heard before. You know, it's it's kind of the same joke over and over again. So eventually, it's just kind of it becomes uh, noise in the background.
1: Now, Brian, what do you think about Miles Garrett moving all over the way he did on that defensive line? I mean, he went over the center. He played all four positions on the defensive line, they said, and he was just moving around wherever he wanted to do. And we've been clamoring for that since Joe Woods was here. Like, when Joe Woods was here, he just stayed right there on the edge and never moved. I'm like, move him inside to take advantage of the guards or the you know center. Like, he is that special of a player that you have to do that for him and they did it for him and Zedarius, and look at the havoc they caused by just coming up the middle like that stack here at the end. He just bull rushed that center right up the middle, and there's nothing he could do about it. Nothing he could do about it.
0: Yeah, again, it goes back to uh, just being unpredictable. And, you know, you can game plan for somebody if you know they're going to be lining up at the right end 75% of the time, at the left end 25% of the time or whatever but moving him around, he's that talented of a player. And so that's why, you know, I kind of, even though TJ Watt might put up more sacks and certainly he was impressive this past week um, and show up more on the stat line, I think Miles Garrett's a better player because he's more versatile. Mm-hmm. And I think he's better against the run. He's not just a one trick pony. He's not just a speed rusher to get around the outside. Um, as great as that one trick is, um, it was exciting to see. There were times where I swear he was the only player lined up inside the two tackles. Everyone, we had like a couple guys out, maybe tackle on the helmet, maybe outside of the tackle. He was the one guy that, you know, one against three, basically, you know, that you had two guards in the center and, uh, and he's just The the team just doesn't know what to do because they haven't seen these looks before. And eventually people get tape on Joe or um Schwartz and uh you know how know how to defend against that. But yeah, just right now it's a pleasure to watch because you don't know where he's going to line up and it could be anywhere. And you can't like this coming week, we're gonna have issues with TJ Watt. But you can kind of game plan against it because you know where he's gonna be. He's not gonna line up in the middle. He can't he's not strong enough to go against the center or a guard and you kind of take away his best trick by beating tackles off the edge. So you can, you know, okay, well, he's going to be on one of the ends and so we can just plan a double team over there with miles moving around, you know, you, you can't really say, okay, let's have a double team on the left-hand side, or let's have a double team with the guard and the tackle because he could be over the center or something. So I just hope it uh, it continues, and it's not always going to show up on the stat book, but, um, but you just watch it and he just wrecks havoc.
1: Brian, you know we'll get into the uh, weekly Twitter poll here in just a second, but if you had to grade this defense, I mean you got to put an A plus, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, like I said before, it's a Super Bowl contending team. Everyone will consider them probably a top five team. You're going against what most people consider a top three quarterback. And, you know, again, the elements had something to do with it, but only given up three points. You know, Joe Joe Burrow might never score zero or three points again in his entire career.
1: And I mean, so, this might have been his worst game ever since junior high, ever, right?
0: Ever. It could be his worst game ever as a professional. Um, so... Yeah, you have to give him an A-plus for that. And and, I mean, one thing that we keep hearing, I think it's sustainable. Obviously, we're probably not going to hold him under 100 passing yards at the end of the season when we play him again. But we just match up so well with our defensive line and our cornerbacks. Uh, Emerson is a bigger cornerback. He can go against T. Higgins. He can match him physically. Denzel against Jamar Chase, he just just matches up so well against him. And then you have – Greg Newsom to go against Boyce. So we have three capable cornerbacks um, that have all the physical skills to man up with all these guys. And so it's gonna make it difficult for for Burrow and for these guys to break loose. Now, we'll probably get a broken play here or there to where, you know, they might get 60, 80 yards or something like that. And it looks good on the stat sheet, but um, but I feel consistent or I feel confident that we are gonna win that battle consistently um, throughout the course of the game. And You know, it's just, I I can't wait to play him again, to be honest. There are, they're still talking trash. Jamar Chase is still talking trash and yeah, we'll see. Keep calling us the elves.
1: Yeah. And you know, bad look on him. He even came off. I love that at the end. He's like, we just got beat by some elves. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Love it. They're, you know, and they all trash talk, bro. You know, they do. Um, There's definitely some bad blood between everybody. Let's turn over the <laughs> offense, Brian. Let's do it, start out our weekly Twitter poll that I put out on Facebook and Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called now. Um, Brian, I asked, I, I was like, I know the weather wasn't the greatest, but if you had to grade Deshaun Watson on this game, what grade would you give him?
0: Uh, I would probably give him probably a B-minus. Uh, probably close, closer to a B than I probably, here, I'll give you a percentage, 83. So 83 out of a hundred kind of close to a B, but I mean, again, your quarterback, people in today's day and age, they say that wins are a quarterback stat. So you just won by three touchdowns. So how are you going to give your quarterback a D or whatever you're going to give? It's not like Nick Chubb had 250 yards rushing or something. So... Yeah, I, you know, you don't love to see him bouncing passes, but do you think the elements might have had something to do with it? You just saw Joe Burrow do what he did, and our guy doubled his passing yards. So you can't say, well, you know, the rain had no effect on it because her time Joe Burrow's passes just looked – he was shot-putting some of them because the ball is coming out of his hands as he's bringing it forward, and he has nothing to do but to just push it. And so you know, I heard some Deshaun say something like, you know, it was very slick, so he was almost over gripping it, like had a firm, firm grip on it. And so that led to some low passes bouncing the ball. And I'm not here to make excuses for the guy. You know, look at the look at the tape, look at the stats, it doesn't look great, but um but we found a way to win and put up twenty-four points. It's not like we won ten to three or anything like that. And we should have put up because uh because Ford's fumble that cost us at least three, based on our
1: automatic kicker now, which maybe we'll get into later. Oh, but, um, we're definitely getting into the kicker. Also, got to yeah. factor in the interception too down there that the ball that was tipped and picked sure. off there. Um, now, Brian, you were kind of with the masses on the Twitter poll. Everybody was in between a B and a C. Um, Brian, okay. I'm going to give him, and this is I I gave him a C. And it's a higher C. I gave him, you know, you gave him an 83. I'll give him a 78. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, The only reason why is because you got to see some flashes of Deshaun. All right. You got to see that throw to DPJ. You got to see the scramble for the touchdown. Um, You got to see the elusiveness in the pocket. The thing I need to see now, uh, definitely he was a little happy with the feet, uh, a little happy feet, not setting himself. Uh, the weather definitely, I'm not making excuses because Justin already called us out on making excuses for Watson. Oh, sure, it's bro. not, it's not even excuses, though, uh, it's but, gonna sound like that, sure. Yeah, uh, it's gonna sound but, like that. But what happened was, bright is I see I need to see more out of him. Um, because he was late, right? This this game, he was late. He was a late lot. Um, the two deep throws to Marquise Goodwin, those are touchdowns all day. And he just underthrew or just was just two seconds behind. Um, hopefully that will start to pick up and get you know through. Um, but just watching him kind of go through progressions. And when it's not there, doing what the smart thing to do It's tucking and getting out of the pocket and kind of going from there. He hit Elijah or hit Elijah once he hit Cooper one time on a, you know, broken down kind of play. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting seeing, I give him a C. I need to see a lot more from him. Um, I think in Pittsburgh, if the weather's a little bit better, I think that'd be the game to kind of judge him on. I mean, it's a Monday night game. It is a big game. It is in Pittsburgh. Um, But also, I think he came out trying to do too much. I think he came out trying to prove that that six games was just a fluke and he's better than that. And I think he came out trying to throw it to prove a point. And you don't need to do that. You just, on a day like that day, Brian, with the rain and everything, just take what's in front of you. Just dump it down. Take your check downs. If you got a couple deep balls, you loosen it up a little bit. Just take what's there. And the great thing is, And Stefanski saw that and changed. And we've never seen Stefanski change. And Stefanski changed, went back to the power eye with the three tight ends and started running the ball there in the second half and started breaking it down, and especially even in the second quarter. Like, he knew it was going to be a muddy game. And he's like, you know something, if it's going to be a muddy game, passing's not going to help us. Let's go back to Nick Chubb. Let's go back to our horse. And they did a very good job. And, Brian, I'm going to bring up a trivia to you right now because you gave me a wonderful trivia that I'm stumped on right now. But Mm -hmm. who led the Cleveland Browns against Cincinnati in receptions, Brian? Hmm. Oh, boy. I,
0: I haven't put too much thought into it. I know Nick Chubb had three, so I'll go
1: with Chubb. Nick Chubb had four.
0: Nick Chubb had four. I must have missed one.
1: So he had four catches for 21 yards. Not a lot. But for a guy that they deemed couldn't catch the ball, did a pretty damn good job of catching the ball out of the backfield. I, I don't know. I th- Honestly, Brian, I think in the past, I think they were trying to save him. I think they were trying to save him until the sure. team was set up and then let him go. But still, this is – the offense played – Good enough to win. Um, by the way, we also got to go prayers out to Conklin, Jack Conklin. Um, completely blew out his knee. ACL, MCL, he's out for the season. And also, Dwan Jones coming in, doing great on that offensive line. And kudos to Callahan. That kid was puking at the beginning of the year during minicamps camps and could barely stay on the field. And now he comes out and he starts playing great. And it, just a game that he needed to play great he had to come in and step up and help this team and he did so kudos to him Um, Nick Chubb Nick Chubb's just a beast Bry. he's just he's he is a special generational player I mean he he reminds me because every year there's always that one running back that does it and it's you know for the longest time it was Adrian Peterson like everybody's like oh my god look at Adrian Peterson and then Derrick Henry, because he was so big, you couldn't tackle him. I mean, Emmitt Smith for his longevity. Nick Chubb's in that conversation with everybody, and he should be.
0: Well, yeah, well, and again, I point to um, the narratives, the national narratives that Nick Chubb can't catch a ball. And, you know, everyone here knew kind of like, well, they just don't give him the opportunity much because he's too valuable to hand the ball off to and run between the tackles, But if you need him to catch the balls, he he's just as capable as I wouldn't say like any running back. Cause obviously you got the special pass catchers like McCaffrey and Kamara. Um, but he's just as capable as the average pass catchers, maybe slightly above average pass catchers, just because what he can do after he catches the ball. So that whole narrative was total BS. You know, if you're if you have any football knowledge and you actually watch Nick Chubb play or the Browns scheme, you, you know that that was just kind of what they wanted to push. Um, and so didn't never really bought into that. Um, it, it was kind of surprising that even with the rain coming down, he wasn't wearing gloves, which I mean, I don't know why any he's a man's funny- man, right. I know, but anybody who handles the football... Now, quarterback's okay, I guess, because they're used to throwing a certain way, and a glove is just kind of something you don't practice. But anybody who carries the ball, handles the ball, I would think should wear gloves, but he didn't fumble any. He didn't drop any passes, so who am I to say anything about that? Um, But with going back to Watson, um, yeah, he didn't look great, and I'm not going to tell you he did, uh, but... I, I I caution you just a little bit with your expectations going forward because I don't think it's going to be like he comes out against Pittsburgh and he throws for 300 and no, three hundred yards. No, no, no. It's
1: I I don't expect those expectations, Bry. But I don't expect the nose, the the diving right. ball into the turf. No. I don't expect a delay of Marquise Goodwin being thrown right. deep, missing him. I don't expect those. Those are balls. Those are what an elite quarterback does is find those guys, okay? No matter what happens. Marquise Goodwin had eight yards on the guy that he broke away from there at the end zone, and Deshaun hesitated just enough for that guy to catch up, and Marquise Goodwin had to slow down. Now, this is also timing-wise because Goodwin did not help out and play during preseason because of the blood clots and everything. Sure. But – He needs to get that on page because, Brian, those are the big home run hitters that change a game. And I need him at one point in time during this season, Deshaun Watson has to change a game. It doesn't mean he's got to throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns. Doesn't mean that he has to scramble for a touchdown like he did and call an audible. He's got to make a play that changes the landscape of the game because finally for once Miles Garrett did it on defense. Miles Garrett did it in the fourth quarter for once and sacked Joe Burrow and stopped all their momentum. Once that sack happened, Brian, I knew the game was over.
0: Oh, no doubt. And, um, you know, that's your elite players playing like they're supposed to play and stepping up when you need them to step up. And certainly Nick Chubb did it. And Miles Garrett did it. And right now. Those are your two elite players. Um, it Watson, you know, he was under heavy pressure. Uh, he had an overthrow against Cooper where Wills let a guy get past him and he was right in his face. He basically had to get rid of it, but the uh, Cooper was open, but it went over his head. And I think, you know, just the pressure got to him. And there was one, I would agree with you for one on on Goodwin that, uh, that he should have made that throw. Um, but there was another one where he had a guy right in his face and, You know, Again, not making excuses for him, but at the same time, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is elite right now. I do not believe he's elite right now. Um, I think it's going to take him some time still, and nobody wants to hear that. Um, But look at the elite quarterbacks in the league. Pat Mahomes has been in the same system for how many years? Josh Allen's been in the same system for how many years? So this is going to take time. I'm not even saying by the end of this year he'll be elite. But I'm hoping by – middle of October, he's going to be above average. He's going to be like top 10 quarterback. Um, and so, you know, I'll start judging him by then. But then also, let's not forget, he's never really played in uh, in bad weather. So as much as nobody wants to hear that, and, you know, it's going to sound to Justin like another excuse, but it's just the reality of it. You know, Tom Brady wasn't great playing and cold weather uh, up in Foxborough right away. You know, he played in some in Michigan, but, um, but not negative 10 degrees and, you know, winds and five inches of snow or something like that. So it's just going to take some time. Like I said, I don't think he's going to be elite at any point this year, but the hope is he progressively gets used to this offense, gets used to the, these players gets used to the conditions in that stadium. And, you know, hopefully the great part about it is, as he's learning, we have a good enough defense that can pitch basically shutouts or keep us in the game as our offense is learning how to gel. And we have a running back who, when when things aren't going great, and things were not going great this game, you know, it's not like Nick Chubb had giant holes to run through. No. Nick Chubb would run to the right. There'd be a pile of guys there and he could either just run into them and keep his legs turning and hope to get a couple yards, or what does he do? He cuts back to the opposite side of the field, and he picks up 10 or 15 yards. And so that's how we got our chunk plays this time, was they would shut down DJ Reader, give him a bunch of credit. He's a great run stopper. And, uh, and I know we want to throw bouquets at Dewan Jones, and I, I do. I think he was exceptional for being thrown into action um, as a fourth-round rookie. In his first game, I mean, he didn't hear his name a whole lot, but he still struggles a little bit, which is kind of surprising to me that he struggles a little bit in run uh, run blocking. He's he seems to be very good at pass blocking, but run blocking he's just kind of okay, which is not a shot at him. Like I said, he's still learning, um, but you know, run it to the right. Nick Chubb knows nothing is there, and he's good enough to where he can cut back and he can make a play that way. And so, you know, it's just it's a fun team to watch because even when you don't have your a game you still put up 25 points you know offense probably had a c game maybe c plus game if you want to be honest about it but the thing they didn't do is make the huge mistake they didn't throw a pick six they didn't turn it over in their own um you know deep in their own territory special teams didn't have a punt blocked or something like that so you know that's kind of what kept the defense kept us in the game but also the offense not making that big mistake Not having the strip fumble, a guy go on block and just blow up our quarterback. So um so yeah, all things rolled in together. That's how you get the the twenty-one point win. And um yeah, it sucks that we have to wait almost another week before we get to see him again.
1: By the way, what are you doing Monday? What are you doing Monday for the game? You gonna be at home?
0: (laughs) I'll be at home because uh unfortunately it's it's super late and uh Whoa. Hopefully it'll be like last week where uh, I can start falling asleep in the fourth quarter because we have a giant lead. But, um, yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping that because apparently there's two Monday night games and one goes off at like 715. So I was hoping for that one. But, um, yeah, 815, which means the game's probably not going to be done till 1130, maybe a little bit after that. So,
1: Brian, why don't I mean, you think- do what you did when you used to work with us and just go ahead and put that request day in? <laughs> like, you know it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. March Madness is happening. I got to take a week off.
0: You no, know, I got to save those when I actually go to the game. The Mondays after I go to the games. Those are those are long days. Um, but, yeah, I'll make sure to grab a, a long nap when I get home from work on Monday. And uh, you know, I'll be ready to go.
1: All right. You and I will probably FaceTime during that game. It'll be a fun time. Like, uh, let's hope so. Let's hope right. so. All uh, right. Chris chimed in here and said the wind at that stadium is no joke. One minute's raining at our backs. Next minute's the left side, then in our face, and then on the right side. Yeah, he had a good time there. He's like, he goes, how does it swirl like that? I'm like, welcome to Cleveland. That's the only thing I can tell anybody. Uh, It's it's amazing how the weather is here. You know, Brian and I can attest to it, working where we did for the longest time. You'd sit there, you'd leave where we worked at on the east side and go – what 20 minutes south and sunshine shining and everything's fine? It's like, what the hell is this? I because they even came back. They looked at our house here in North Home He's like, it didn't rain here. I'm like, no, I told you it wasn't going to, dude. Like, you, you don't understand the weather in Cleveland. But the great thing is though, Bri, our kicker did. We got a new kicker, Bri. Three for go. three.
0: So how sweet. awesome
1: was. Dude, did you hear – I told Chris, I was like, Chris, how nuts was the crowd when he made that first kick right down the pike? So he goes, everybody went insane. Now, granted, there are 40-yard kicks. Everybody's like, well, just pump the brakes. The kick got it through the uprights. That's all that matters, right? Yeah,
0: let me get on Browns fans a little bit. They've been a little boo-happy for a very long time. I heard people throwing for booing to Sean for throwing the, uh, pick. And I'm guessing if our kicker missed the kick, we would have booed him.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. We're all in this together. Um, you know, we need to support them. I understand you're upset, but we won the game by a lot. Um,
1: Brad, I so want you, I want you to remember, I want you to remember you're saying this now. I want you to remember back. Jamie meter is a God in this town. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling them not to boo, but we're cheering to one guy that just got his finger up just in time to block a kick to not make us go. zero and 16, even though we did the next year.
0: We, and, well, to your point, our, our standards need to be very low. We're expecting our quarterback and our kicker to be <laughs> perfect. If they're not perfect, we will boo them is basically the precedent we're setting. And so I'm saying lighten up a little bit. You know, Dustin Hopkins is going to miss a kick at some point this year. Um, He's probably not going to go 25 for 25 before he misses that kick. So let's just – let's understand everyone's crowning uh, McPherson from the Bengals. Guess what? He missed a kick. He missed a 51-yarder. So it happens. I understand we want everybody to be Justin Tucker – but that's just not the case. So take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. I loved what I saw from him. He had a couple kicks that were absolutely perfect. And that's, I think that's just the difference between somebody having experience and somebody being a professional, somebody like Cade York having a ton of talent, but just not knowing what he's in for, um, you know, not having the stomach for people booing you or, uh, you know, thinking that the whole world is on your shoulders. This is the guy he just comes in, he does his job and he goes back to the sidelines and he's done it for years now. And so I couldn't be happier with him. He's he honestly he has the potential to be the next Phil Dawson. Remember Phil Dawson didn't have a huge leg. He was no. automatic 50 and in. And it took him several years to become automatic 50 and in. Um, but Especially over in 50. This day, him. Right. Right. And so this guy, you know, if if we want him to be Justin Tucker, we're probably going to cut him at the end of the year or at some point next year if he costs us a game or something like that. But if we're patient with him and we show confidence in him and he knows that if he misses a kick, he's not going to get cut the next day, which I don't think the front office is that temperamental mm. or anything like that. Um,
1: I mean, they gave Gabe York
0: how long? Oh, well, yeah, right, exactly. And that goes into – I don't want to take us off a of kicker topic too much, but – Another thing I was going to just bring up is just, man, Andrew Barry just looks looks like a genius at this point for, and he, he's obviously made several mistakes, and but, you know, revisiting his history over the last week or two, whatever, um, you know, doing what he, they did with K. York, bringing in Hopkins, looks to be, you know, turn up gold and uh, drafting DeJuan Jones and giving him a bunch of reps in the preseason knowing that you have an injury prone right tackle and he goes down the first game and you bring this guy in and he's ready. He's not embarrassing himself. Uh, you know, and then there was one other move. I can't remember right now what it was, but there was a third move that it's like, man, it's just everything was going his way. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of crossed my mind. Like how does Andrew Barry's looking really good right now? Um, you know, bringing in Darius Smith. Yeah. He had an impact in the very first game, Tomlinson. You know, we all knew we had a deep-needed defensive tackle. But, um, you know, the cornerback's doing what they're doing. It's just – yeah, he hasn't had great uh, drafts. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I cut him a bit of a break after this week.
1: So, Mike just chimed in. And, Mike, we announced that you're going to be joining us on the broadcast during our October 22nd pregame show. Uh, he said, good job, you fucking kicker. <laughs> Man, we need Todd Haley back. <laughs> Way to go, kicker!
0: I love that bit.
1: All right, Brian, let's get into our players of the game. All right, uh, let's go to your offensive player of the game.
0: Yeah. Um, so, based on the fact of not wanting to be obvious to me, it's Nick Chubb and it's Miles Garrett. I'm, you know, those are like I said before; those are your two That's elite it. guys. They showed up the biggest in this game. You know, they had the biggest impact on their side of the balls, but that's boring. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, so I'll say offense, I'm going to say Dewan Jones. I'm going with DeWan Jones because, like I laid out before, he's a fourth-round pick. You didn't hear his name. Just wait, I got another one for you. But um, you didn't hear his name much, and that's what you want is an offensive lineman. Um, and, you know, if we get into the Steelers' uh, preview – Boy, he's got a tall task this week. But yes, he as does. As, yes, he does. as far as as far as for one week, um, he did his job. Uh, you know, he came in, he was ready to play, and uh, and I've I've been one who s- had a lot of questions with him, just based on his size and based on his conditioning, uh, not knowing if he could make it in the NFL. And you know, through one week, he's proved me wrong. And, you know, he certainly has a long way to go because we're going to be counting on him for the whole season. But um, but for one week, he did his job, fourth-round rookie, just to be thrown in there like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't respect that.
1: All right. I, I agree with you about Nick Chubb. Definitely agree with you about Dwan Jones coming in that way. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go Wyatt Teller. Um, just watching him pull and just pancake guys as he's pulling Bry. It's nice to see Wyatt Teller healthy and just just wreaking havoc. I mean, he took out two people the one time on a pancake to free up Nick Chubb, and I was just like, damn. So it's nice to have a healthy Wyatt Teller. Uh, I'll flip it around on defense, Bry, because I have a feeling you're going to get me excited about the other one. Uh, Bri, uh, my defensive player of the week, and yes, you can say Miles Garrett and Zedarius Smith and all that. Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit for me, uh, Brian, I've been waiting for this kid to show up and show out. And he finally did. Um, he was everywhere on tackles. He did great job covering. So that would be my defensive player of the week. What about your defensive player of the week?
0: Yeah. And, uh, um, just to piggyback you for, for a minute, um, Grant Delpit had a great game. He had that pass breakup uh, that was huge. Um, and I feel like his breakout has been in the makes in the making for a while. Um, but, again, national media is not going to – you're not going to hear Grant Delpit's name in the national media. No. Um, next, last year, I think maybe if the stat is correct, he was like one of very few people who led their teams in tackles and interceptions – something like that. Um, So, but you would never know it. Um, And so he didn't get any pro bowl consideration really, but if he keeps playing this way, uh, this is the guy that we were expecting coming out of LSU, who was supposed to be a high draft pick. So yeah, let's hope, uh, let's hope he continues. And he was playing without uh, Juan Thornhill next to him. And so, you know, they still need to mesh together, but, uh, but thankfully they have, Three good safeties. Um, yeah, my, my defensive player is going to be Denzel Ward. And everything leading up to the week with his concussion issue and didn't get to practice over the last couple of weeks. And certainly, as we talked last week, he had a tall task. Um, Jamar Chase is probably the best wide receiver he's going to go against all year. Um, and so uh, other than that pass interference, which really wasn't a pass interference, that guy was standing right there and he didn't throw the flag. You know, they basically just called it because you saw his jersey stretch out a little bit. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it didn't slow him down or affect the play at all, I didn't think. But they got him for that. But, um, yeah, and certainly Joe Burrow didn't have his A game. But um, just for Denzel Ward, everything that he's gone through, Um, you know, we were asking a lot of him. And I feel like he stepped up. And, uh, yeah, that was a Pro Bowl performance in my book.
1: Yeah, he played great, Brian. That whole secondary—I mean, the front four in the secondary—and especially, you know, the linebackers for just doing their job—they didn't have to do anything. Uh, we have not done the fantasy football recap. We'll do it after we do the. Uh, we'll do it after we do the Steelers <laughs> preview. So, Brian, let's let's move ahead to the Steelers. All right, we got a tall task. It's Monday Night Football. It is at Pittsburgh. Um, to make this kind of little short. So, because we're already over an hour in, give me mm-hmm. three things that you're looking for in this game against Pittsburgh.
0: Um, the first thing is obviously we we all want to see Deshaun Watson play better. We want all want to see more competent uh, quarterback play out of him. And I think you brought up the. DPJ catch, I think it was his only catch. Well, I know it was his only catch because I started him in fantasy and I only got two some points out of him. Um, mm-hmm. But that throw to G- DPJ, that's I I think that gets us all excited. That's we know he's capable of doing stuff like that. He just has to do it more consistently. And so, like I said, I think every game that he gets under his belt. Um, he's going to be a little bit better. So I'm excited to see that. And I think that just unlocks a whole new element of the offense. I mean, his legs unlock an element, which we saw this past week, which is why we had the success we had, keeping drives alive, scoring that touchdown, but also, you know, his arm certainly is what he's known for leading the league in passing. And, you know, it was exciting to see uh, on that touchdown run he had, he audibled into that play. And so that's something that you don't really see much with uh, with Cleveland Browns quarterbacks audible into a play that has success and goes for a touchdown. So I was excited to see his confidence coming back a little bit, you know, getting first downs, you know, kind of getting in his feels and, and getting excited. And, yeah, it's going to be tough going on the road because he's public enemy number one, and he probably will be for a while. So he's going to have to get comfortable in that uh, role. We saw LeBron do it in Miami when, uh, when he was getting booted every arena, and he just kind of blocked that stuff out. And, uh, and you surround yourself by your teammates, and you know that they're counting on you. So, yeah, getting the passing game going, that would be the first one. Um, getting pressure on Kenny Pickett um, and just primarily getting off, off the field on third downs, which is what we did a great job of this past week. Uh, how many three-and-outs did they have? It was just unbelievable. I wrote them down every time, I think seven or eight or something like that.
1: Um, it was definitely something like that.
0: And so that was kind of something that I remember from our final game last year against the Steelers, you know, them picking up third down after third down. one time it was like third and 16 or something like that they picked up. So yeah, just don't give them any life. Um, you know, you do your job first and second down and just finish the drive as a defense. Uh, so that's number two. And then number three, I think, uh, You know, one offense, one defense, one special teams. You gotta just keep doing what you're doing special teams wise. I think this is gonna be kind of a close game. Um, It's Pittsburgh is coming in like a bag of rattlesnakes. They are pissed off. They got embarrassed at home on their own field. They do not want to get embarrassed again on their own field, especially on national TV. So you will get their A plus game, and so we need to have our A plus game as well. And if we both play to that level. I think the Browns have more talent and I think they will uh, get the win, but you have to match their intensity because they will be ready. They're not gonna put out that same performance against the San Francisco 49ers. They don't want to fall to Owen two. So you have you got to treat this like a playoff game, honestly.
1: All right. So my takeaways from this game, Bri, you got no Cam Hayward. Gone. Oh, getting injury Deont- Deontay Huge. Johnson gone so one star wide receiver and defense lineman that has always wreaked havoc on you is gone gotta watch the matchup between dewan jones and tj watt now granted he's going to have help they're going to have njoku they're going to have harrison bryant they're going to have white teller uh even a running back chubb kind of help him chip with uh tj watt um the other thing you got to watch out for bry is i want to actually see it I want to see an actual true game from David Njoku. I think that this defense is good enough on the outside and you got to beat him in the zone. I think this is David Njoku's game to take over right in the middle and just catch either screen pass or anything that comes to him. Also, I think this is a big game for him in the red zone. If they get in the red zone, you got to go to him, Bri. He is a big man. He can jump. He is athletic. Get it to him. And like you, my other biggest thing is, Deshaun, just keep it going. Stack one after another, after another, after another. You know what this is. And you're going in for the first time in a while. We're one no going into Pittsburgh on a Monday night game where you have a chance to put one of your rivals. Just think about that, Brian. We could be 2-0 and in the AFC North mm. after this game. Mm. Just think about that. Think about that. I can't. So just (laughs) just do just do your job, all right. You don't have to do anything special. Just do your job, Cleveland, and everything will work out in the end if you do your job. All right, Brian. Well, just one final thing I meant
0: to bring up, and and you know these are almost oxymorons. These are pretty obvious stuff, but um, but you got to keep Deshaun clean, and you can't be turning the ball over and i think a lot of that has to do with containing tj watt and you know as much as i want to bag on him and tell you that, uh, that miles is a better player than him his one trick is a fantastic one trick he's a tremendous yeah. speed rusher and he can get around that edge pretty good so what? You, how you neutralize him you run at him a lot because he's going to be flying off that edge and if talk about throwing your rookie right tackle to the wolves, this will be a very, very tall task for Dwan Jones. I, I, I think it's a, a definitely the toughest matchup that he'll have all season long. And I think he just, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he matches up well with, uh, because we know how big he is. Um, but just being that big, I don't think you can be super, you know, if maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I don't think you can be super fast. And that's where T.J. Watt, one step, two steps, he's you. And so I think T.J. Watt, Von Miller, those speed rusher guys, those are going to cause him some issues, at least at the beginning. So we have to have plans. If, if he's having trouble with T.J. Watt, we have to find a way to give him help. And if you don't want to give him help, you know, you you have to get creative with okay if he's really struggling maybe try James Hudson out there or you know something we have to have like plan B C and D if uh, if DeJuan Jones is struggling um, against T J Watt so obviously Bill Callahan's a lot smarter than me I'm sure they will but um but we can't be afraid to to go to that early because it's just it's an undaunting task. And you know it has nothing to do with DeJuan Jones. He's a young kid, um, and so he's going to have he's going to get better every single game. But this is just, yeah, talk about throwing somebody to the wolves. This is a very difficult matchup.
1: All right, Brian. So I lost last week. I picked Cincinnati to win twenty-seven twenty-three. You got your notebook in front of you. Yep, got it. Oh, all right, and you picked last, so I'm going to let you pick first this time. What do you got? The Steelers Browns game.
0: Keep the train rolling. Browns go to 2-0. and oh. Let's say... I'll go 23 Browns and 16 Steelers.
1: Ooh. That's a good one. What do you got? Brian, I got Kenny Pickett seeing Ghost all game. I got the Browns 35. Okay. Pittsburgh, six.
0: Wow. Wouldn't that be something?
1: <laughs> After so you might my defense, I might celebrate all night. I, I got to. And Justin said pass on this pick. I get it. All right, Brian, we're, we're skipping Fat Boy Tuesday. Um, sorry, sure. everybody. We were talking coffee shops and food from coffee shops. But we do have to get into, and Craig and Justin and everybody that's in here, we got to get into the illegal ham. Fantasy Football League. And it started out with Team Span beating Elijah Moorhead 146 to 113. Mm. The Honky Cats beat the Portage County Prostitutes 96 <laughs> to 87. Oh. Team This Is My Pudding Cup against Team <laughs> Big Rod 86 to 64. Always next year, beat Hot Dog Is a Taco. 122 to 65. 65, Justin. You should have picked up
0: Deshaun Watson as quarterback.
1: Dogtown boys beat Team Big Meat 85 to 84. And then at the last crash, Phil McCracken beat Team (laughs) Big Cry 120 to 106. (laughs) Mm. 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 Not Mm. a good week. Not a good week for a lot of people. Chris had a good week. You want know, to know why Chris had a good week? McCaffrey? Uh, no, he had Tua.
0: Tua, oh, yeah.
1: Tua, That's Jefferson, a and Alave each had, let's see here, 35, 25, 20. Yeah, that will do it right there. And Mike Evans. Right? He has Tua
0: and Jefferson?
1: Yeah, so he's got Tua, oh, Nixon, gosh. Sanders, Jefferson, Alave, uh, tight end Johnson, Logan Thomas, uh, Samuel, Samuel. Debo Samuel, and Mike Evans on his team that I played.
0: Mike Evans had a good week. Yeah, I think yes, he had a did. touchdown.
1: I had uh, Patty Mahomes, Barkley Cook, Devontae Smith, and I had to put Elijah Moore in there because I am team Elijah Moorehead, uh, Err Smith, Gusecki, Pickens, and Michael Pittman Jr., which got me the most points for 23 and 0. .7 points.
0: What was uh, Elijah Moore's stat line?
1: Uh, Elijah Moore had, let's see here, two runs for 19 yards and three catches for 43.
0: Okay. That's not terrible. 43. First (laughs) game is a Brown. We'll take it. I think everybody will be better this week. I'm optimistic.
1: Um, Well, let's do it. You want to do the quick, the good, bad, and the ugly for the NFL? Sure. Yep. I will go first. The good. The 49ers just kicking the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my God, Bry. Brock Purdy just lighting them up. The bad, Bry, and it is definitely bad. Uh, The starting quarterbacks not doing great the entire week. Joe Burrow, a lot of quarterbacks did not look good starting out. And the ugly. Jets, I feel for you. You went for a home run swing and four plays in. It just went away. Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles last night has got to be the ugliest thing I've seen. Like I thought we were really cursed. I think it's between us and the Jets, Bri. I really do. Yeah. What about you? I'm with
0: you there. Um, my good is the dolphins, the dolphins offense was, looks like they're going to be a problem this year. And if you remember last year, they torched the Browns. Um, and so people kind of forget that, uh, obviously, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Bottle, they got two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. But, you know, people forget how good Tua was last year. He was the most efficient quarterback in the league. And for some reason, people want to dog him. And I, yeah, I would be, right now, I would be afraid to play that offense. Um, so that's the good. The bad is um, I had the Rodgers injury, is my bad, just because it's, a cloud over the entire league and nobody wants to see it even though we're the Browns and uh you know we don't root for the Jets we're playing the Jets we want them to fall off and in a weird way it kind of helps the Browns getting into the playoffs but um yeah it's just I mean same thing with Conklin same thing with uh Grant in the preseason Mm -hmm. these guys that are kind of injury prone and they go out there and they can't even make it one game without getting hurt and they're done for the year. So. Yeah, your heart goes out to them, and then the ugly—those Pittsburgh Steelers. The offense was just ugly, putting up uh-huh. seven points. I, I give a lot of credit to San Francisco's offense um, or defense because they—they are—they're just a beast right now. And hopefully, we can sustain our play and get to that level. But um, yeah, that. Only putting up seven points, and it's kind of like garbage time points. They're down 20 nothing or 23 to nothing at the time. So, yep, pretty ugly, Pittsburgh.
1: All right, let's get in our top three by and then we'll close out the show. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, when you're on a trip, we're going to do our top three gas station drinks and bri for me i will go first my number three is you and i both talked about it right offhand you gotta go with the suicide anytime you get a chance to get fountain drinks and start mixing shit together let's have a good time Uh, you know a little code red mountain dew with some surge some dr pepper some cherry pepsi let's see what that tastes like number two for me bri has got to be the slurpee you gotta get the the frozen cherry or the frozen Coke, just stick it in there and go. And then finally my last one, and it is my go-to when I go in any kind of Lipton iced tea, bro. You give me a green tea. Sweet oh yeah. Tea, you gotta get to Lipton yeah. teas.
0: Okay. That's a good one. That reminded me. Um, okay. My number <laughs> three, I got, uh, I got Arizona, the Arizona teas. Green and I got the, tea. uh, The Arnold Palmer. Uh, I forgot about that one. Used to, I don't know if you still can, but you used to be able to get like 99 cents, the big 24 ounce or whatever it is. So love that. It goes down, that goes down smoother than any other beverage that I've ever drank. It's not too sweet. It's not too carbonated. It's just perfect. So that's number three. Number two, sometimes I'm looking to get a little uh, hydration, you know. Based on the night before, or you know, day drinking, whatever. So, what my go to there is the body armor, um, right. The coconut water, the flavored coconut water. It's not Ooh. as sweet as the Gatorades, I feel like. Uh, so that's my number two. And then my number one's kind of simple give me some caffeine.
1: I usually just get a coffee. Uh, yes, I drink the Lipton Hard Ice Teas. Thank you, Craig. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're good. They're so good. Really?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know they made them.
1: Oh yeah! All right. Well, we're here at the end of the show, uh, Bry. You want to God bless him.
0: We got trivia, my friend.
1: Oh my God! Make it quick. These pretzels are making me thirsty. You got to pee. Okay, I you tell make him, it man. quick.
0: You make it quick. Give me, uh, give me your guess for player that's won the Heisman and uh, Hall of Fame.
1: Or Schussler. I don't know. Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. Tony nope. Romo. Nope. Nope. Tim Tebow. Nope.
1: nope. Uh, Ty Detmer.
0: The most recent one. Is Charles hey, Woodson.
1: Uh, of course it would be.
0: Tim Brown, Barry Sanders, Marcus Allen, Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, Roger Staubach, OJ Simpson, Paul Hornig, and Dope Walker. All Ten.
1: right. God well, bless
0: we... you. God bless America. Go take a pee. All
1: right. Thank you. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything. We are definitely uncorked, unloading. we're out. See you guys next week. <laughs>